Welcome to Marking Minute by Presco. From engineered film to safety markers, take a minute to explore the products that impact us every day. Hello and welcome to Marking Minute from the experts at Presco. I'm Stephanie Yodi. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the show. On this episode, we're diving into the various types of ID products, how they're used, for a variety of applications as well as their durability and longevity. So to join me for this episode is Senior Business Development Manager at William Frick & Company, Kyle Wagner. Kyle, thank you so much for joining me. Stephanie, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so Frick is a designer manufacturer and a value-add reseller of specialty labeling and marking products. and. Uh, they were just acquired by Presco uh, towards the end of 2020. So I wanted to get your insight at how that acquisition has opened more opportunities for Frick. So historically, now Frick's been around and um, we're native to the Chicagoland area for almost 50 years now. And um, we've come across Presco and the market before, um, just marking identification, seeing that trade shows. But now um, kind of the partnership and synergies are putting together to create more of a full identification experience where um, Frick had a lot of above ground and different um, signage labels, tags, stuff like that. We're now Pro, um, Presco and ProLine as well with the acquisition going to a lot of the underground and marketing identification products where it um, almost creates a full package of different products for the customer. So there's new opportunities coming from that. So that sounds like a good thing going for 2021. And I know that you've been working with Frick for over five years now, solving you know a range of issues from product visibility to asset identification, to tracking, safety, workplace efficiencies, just about everything. What challenges have you seen the pandemic has caused specifically? So I guess first and foremost, being on the outside level of things um, in sales is it's been a lot more difficult to be on site um, and with a lot of people working remotely and not being able to get into a lot of facilities where um, that's kind of where we thrive. But with Frick and all of our team having very good relationships with the customers, we've still been able to keep in contact and kind of keep on the forefront where um, the opportunities are there. And then as well as with the great supplier relationships we have, we've been able to keep lead times and um, be able to get all of our raw materials. And um, I guess we didn't really see too much of a setback in business through the pandemic. So we were very fortunate in that sense. Yeah. So did your customers see some challenges that you may have needed to help address or ways that you guys could help improve the work environment, whether they're you know working uh, in a manufacturing plant or remotely or just ways that your guys' products could help them through COVID? Yeah, I guess as with um, Frick, we always like to innovate. So um, a lot of what the utility and telecommunications industries, a lot of the projects stayed on task from what we had seen. But um, as always, everyone wants to identify more. And we've done, we even uh, moved into a market through the pandemic where we identified different things with, I mean, the face coverings and social distancing. We also rolled out a line of labels that um, actually were an antimicrobial film that went onto surfaces and had it in silver embedment that helped um, basically kill viruses and bacteria and fungus on surfaces to the touch. So we kind of, with our engineering team, um, adapted to create new product lines as well as assist the customers with certain situations that we they were dealing with, with not having um, all the employees in the office or with having people kind of scattered all over. Wow. So you, you guys have a range of different types of customer bases, but I know on-site visits help customers improve their current ID initiatives, but that process may have even looked different. So how do you think COVID may have affected those visits or what, what types of things were you looking for 
whether it's, you know, differences between the industries and the clients, but definitely some things that you may have needed to be on the lookout for when you're on site or, or reaching out to customers, even if you couldn't at that time either. Um, in regards to, I mean, with, with people kind of being isolated or not going to the office, it was kind of more difficult with our products. It's, it's a lot more show and tell and in person kind of looking at what they're currently getting and trying to improve things or offer different recommendations. So, um, I guess virtual and video calls kind of helped and it was a little bit more difficult to send out samples with people quarantining different materials. But, um, a lot of with our products, there are materials that they need to see, whether it's a, a level of reflectivity or if it's a write-on tag with like a, a self-laminating flap that they need to write on and make sure that it stands up to the elements, kind of um, trying to get those products in customers' hands for a while was a little bit more difficult but um, and kind of postpone things. But um, eventually it all kind of worked out. Right. I mean, there are so many new products that you guys had brought out. Like I saw a doorknob where it had certain material protecting it and notifying or social distancing type things. So what products did you guys have to invent because of this pandemic and, and what kind of industries did you see use those the most? I mean, in regards to new invented labels, um, I mean, we've always kind of provided those the ANSI OSHA labels that people kind of look out for. And there's obviously a lot more signage with COVID for preventative measures where people need to be washing their hands or people need to be using hand sanitizer. So a lot of different medical facilities, um, healthcare, even um, different commercial buildings where people were living in complexes that had those, like you had mentioned, antimicrobial labels on the surface or um, basically what we've been doing all along with different safety measures is keeping people safe and making sure that people are abiding by and following um, different regulations that have been put in, into place or different measures that um, help um, workplace safety. Yeah. So having those labels was hugely beneficial for what we're going through with the pandemic. And you guys are working with different types of durability and longevity for these products so that they can you know, last longer and provide more value. Really, there's so much you guys are doing with added value. Could could you go into that a little bit more? Yeah. So in regard to value add, um, that's one of the big things at Frick, where we've got a full art team on staff that we're able to do different artwork, mock everything up from almost like a napkin drawing to create a very customer friendly visual, um, either images using the OSHA and ANSI standards, um, as well as using. Um, a vast array of materials for all different applications where we use paper labels that I mean could be very short term all the way to really anything that could last 40 or 50 years outdoors and everything in between where labels that might mean vinyl polyester reflective for tags that could be polyester rigid vinyl for signs it's really everything from um, aluminum to porcelain on steel to fiberglass um, and with that value add is and how our account managers are at Frick, we're able to really narrow down those options for the customer. The customer doesn't ever have to worry about that. They really just have to come to us and say, well, here's my budget or here's what I'm looking for. This is how long it has to last. These are the different elements, whether it's UV or industrial, or if it's exposed to water, like rain or chemicals. Um, we have a variety of suppliers from the ones that you know, like Flexcon, Avery, 3M, um, to dozens of ones that no one's ever heard of that can go into any industrial, outdoor, indoor, in a warehouse kind of facility or application. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely interesting because you guys are 
able to educate the customer as well. Has there any been, has there been a specific example or something that a customer brought to you where you really had to advise and counsel them as to what solution or product would best serve them? Um, yeah, that, that's a lot of the time. I, I have customers come to me where they're either having products that are failing in the field um, in regards to just using the wrong material or there's times where they're trying to better processes or whether they're not getting something and the field people are constantly having either accidents or they're say in a substation switching improperly is kind of adding that visual and that might be a simple um, non-colored text that basically leads someone through a process so that they're able to switch over um, an electrical circuit successfully or it could be a fence sign or anywhere um, for some of these facilities that might add a customer logo or something in color but we can do anything from little individual characters that are numbers or letters all the way to signs that could be four feet by eight feet big just depending on the customer application and what helps the people in the field or that customer be able to identify assets facilities or even people in that matter so there's a lot of safety regulations that a lot of labels have to abide by and sometimes they get stricter and stricter so what types of things have you seen that labels and markers really need to abide by or things that change in the market whether it's a certain industry or workplace that needs to abide by certain policies that labels will have to abide by as well yeah so in regards to that i mean obviously the governing body that um, would issue fines or really tries to hone in on workplace safety is osha and um on top of that, the gold industry standards, ANSI. So with OSHA, the tightening regulations um, apply to a lot of our products, such as lockout tags, where um, we're trying to protect workers that are working on energized lines, and then um, as well as labels that might go on, or even signs that might go on pieces of dangerous equipment marking anywhere from notice to warning to danger, where a maximum injury could result in someone not following the pictogram and the instructions that say, danger high voltage or um, notice to wear different PPE or safety equipment that helps those workers remain safe. Um, where ANSI really just is the gold standard that shows the best visual that shows the correct colors of the header and shows a pictogram of say a person getting shocked and then on the right will say what the potential hazard is on that piece of equipment or that area. Yeah. And so I'm looking at your products now too, and you guys are pretty versatile with how you guys are even using the RFID types of identification, whether, you know, you have it on metal or laminated. Could you go into the different types of identification you guys have for RFID and how it's being implemented in certain industries? Yeah. So um, in, in regards to utility, we've been doing RFID for 15 or more years and um, the glorified part of that is it's almost like barcoding, but RFID is able to really, um, it's an enhanced level of barcoding where it's able to track specifically assets from either cradle to grave or give people more insight as to what the manufacturer is, possible location or GIS coordinates of those assets in case there's a storm or something in order to replace those. Um, and those can coincide with what we've always done before was um, either barcoding labels or even a serialized asset label that just gives um, whatever that asset might be um, a unique number or unique um, code that is able to have customers be able to more accurately track inventory and different assets within um, their whole fleet so that they're um, able to govern that and facilitate what is all going on in their system at a remote site. 
Yeah, that goes into your guys' asset marking as well. And I and I see there's high temperature labels and you have lockout tags, laser etched dis destructible labels. I mean, so, so much that goes into it, especially when you're barcoding as well. And I even see the SmartCat RFID asset tracking app. Could you go into that a little bit and how these markings can correlate with that as well? Yeah, so you had mentioned a couple different products, and like I had said before, that just shows a lot of the versatility. So we, the laser etched labels are really, I mean, those have a different, they have a, um, a military standard that they abide by that really is all about chemical and abrasion and um, UV resistance for the lasting outdoors, or a lot of those labels that you had mentioned or the ones that I had said before is that we're able to add UV inhibiting laminations that are able to make these labels last for longer than they've ever been able to outdoors and protect that base material and those screen printed inks before any of that degradation happens. Um, in, regard to, in regards to SmartCat, we have that full system that we um, have rolled out with the hardware, the software, and that goes across a lot of different industries where it might be distribution, it might be manufacturing, and that really enables people to use a wide variety of different labels and tags based on the application um, to put those on an asset and be able to give the customer whatever information they might want from that, either where that asset might be, where it had come from, if there's warranty information, um, if, it, if there's a recall, they're able to see that batch number, or even for the airline industry where they're able to do different maintenance checks and um, make sure that things are still functional and that if they, um, they're even able to take pictures in regards to the apps that we roll out. We have our engineers do a lot of that coding to really be able to do checkboxes, drop down menus, or even um, take pictures of different maintenance rec records just for management to have to approve. And also with those have different stops and checkpoints with that to make sure that while those workers in the field, whether it's a um, employee of the company or whether it's a um, contractor they they're able to check off different safety lists of that they're wearing the proper equipment or that they're performing the correct tasks and keeping those workers safe like i mentioned before yeah i mean the this type of thing are always going to be needed in the workplace i mean and it's even crossing over like you said i see that smart cat rfid that's in healthcare like you said aviation i mean it's all crossover and i think that just about every industry will benefit from this do you see this expanding outside of just utilities and comms warehouse, aviation. Do you see it expanding outside of the, these specific industries as well? Because it looks like the market's going to be growing. Yeah. I mean, obviously we see RFID used more and more. I mean, it's used in things, for example, um, when people run marathons, they have a an RFID tag or a, a label that's adhered that's for when they check through checkpoints and they use it for um, different things like toll, tollways and things like that, as well as um, even in... Um, the healthcare industry to show that rooms have been cleaned and um, kind of just, it's almost like a, a checkoff and it's almost like it, it saves a lot of labor hours and, and it um, really kind of streamlines things and makes it more efficient in whatever industry that it applies to. I mean, it can really be used almost in any industry. Yeah. And you take a, you take a simple label and you guys just add so much value to it from, like you said, the barcoding, the RFID to, to an app that can track it as well. And it even goes into supply chain as well, where you can track where that certain product is at a certain place in the workflow. So, I mean, there's just so many benefits that you can have from using these types of products. And like I said, the market looks to grow. Do you see there being any changes as, uh, you know, more industries come about or more COVID changes? Do you see any trends in the market when it comes to labeling and markers and tags? Um, as of right now, I mean, nothing's really changed in the immediate future, but as things progress, obviously, um, 
a lot of these different identification and labeling solutions will need to be rolled out and um, we'll continue to obviously with the engineers that we have and the team that we have back always looking for what the next biggest and greatest thing is and looking to adapt and um, convert basically um, convert and change different materials to fit whatever customer need or solution that they can ask for and um, help them in whatever way that they come to us for. Yeah. And so do you see any any need for a certain group within a company or an industry, whether it's, you know, the the workers in the warehouse or do you, do you see this in the workplace as well? Like the different types of locations where people are working within one given company. There's so many different labels, markers and tags that they, that one company can use in a completely different way. Uh, can you just go into that a little bit where one company may use certain products of your guys that are, have so many different values and so many different uses for them? Yeah. Um, in regards to different departments, um, I mean, any kind of company, whether it's a manufacturing company, it's a utility, um, just about every division of every company and the people that I work with every day, it always changes to a different department. There's a lot of referrals. Say I start with working with a utility. They have transmission markers that they're way up in the air. They're big aerial markers. They can go all the way down to substations where they're putting signs all around the fence. And then in distribution, they're using pole tags to identify assets. They're using warning labels and their transformers. But then once you get back into the corporate setting or even in, in different industries they're using labels inside in the warehouse they're using labels in the office to write on um, to throw away different um, and then also another big division of these different companies is communications um, a lot of people are doing more fiber the home projects things of that sense as well as um, people in um, safeties and methods and procedures are coming out with different initiatives to keep workers safe and to really kind of call things out and identify um, any kind of assets or different um, areas of facilities and on their premises. Yeah, and I think it will even improve the way people work because while there is so much safety and caution value, maintenance and repair, it also provides accountability in the workplace because if you're seeing these notifications, these labels everywhere, it really may help the autonomy and the and the individual workers as they are, you know, working in the workplace because they're constantly notified of these things that they need to be reminded of. Has that is that something that you have seen throughout your customer base or even within your own workplace of seeing that accountability because of all the labeling capabilities that you guys provide? Yeah, I mean, um, even at the office, we if you walk around the headquarters over at Frick, um, we even have labels all around that people um, that are call outs for employees, whether it's in the lunchroom or whether it's in the office space. And we use, I mean, different charts and things for tracking um, success and tra um, tracking progression and even in our operations to um, a lot of different companies use different procedures like lean in 5s and um, use all different kinds of labels on their different pieces of equipment to, to um, basically call out pinch points to their different workers or I mean, it's not only about employee safety, but it's about efficiencies as well. And like you had said, keeping people accountable, um, whether it's even just a checklist or a um, something that walks an employee through that um, kind of makes them not become complacent and make sure that they're following the right steps and not missing something where an error might happen, someone might get injured or something might get forgotten and then um, we're not operating at the best of our abilities. Yeah, so as much as you guys are making cautionary labels, are there, are there offenses or uh, what happens if you don't follow the labels? Do you guys make a lot of those products as well where, hey, if you don't follow these guidelines, this is what's going to happen? 
<laughs> in constitution of that. Just following the just following what happens if you don't. There, there's an extra label for you. But it is fascinating to see all the all the new value being added, and you, a simple label can can go so far. And I think that smart that smart cat product is really it just has unlimited opportunities as well. So you guys are very innovative. Is there new things that you've seen within your company that have been growing in, in regards to technology and things of that matter? In regards to technology and innovation, I mean, obviously, um, SmartCat and RFID is one of the up and coming things and a lot more people are integrating that in their systems. But um, as we continue to research and we do our own testing in um, UV accelerated, um, accelerated UV weathering chambers, as well as heat and cryo and different um, machines that we have on site, we're always testing materials to minimum and maximum temperatures. And as of recently, finding materials that are lasting longer and longer and have twice to three times the difference, say a UV lamination that they're lasting outside in the elements where um, they're surpassing what any of the previous products have done. And we're always looking for those new kinds of products to help give the provide the customer with value. And like you had said, that value add that um, at, a, at a good cost and at um, a lot higher performance of levels of newer products, newer materials, um, raw materials as well as looking for. Um, we're always, we kind of um, are a catch-all for unique product projects and reverse engineering, any kind of the oddball stuff that usually people wouldn't think of us to go to as well. And we're always looking for those newer projects and um, our engineers are always um, testing something out. <laughs> Yeah, and as more and more companies start to plan to come back to the office, or maybe they're working on building a more remote workplace, and since you guys have that those capabilities, are there any trends that you guys are seeing, or maybe an uptick in certain industries of your clients where the re the reopening of their company or the reopening of the workplace, uh, certain products that are are in high demand? Um, I mean. When people start to breathe open again, we use a lot of the antimicrobial labels and a lot of the signs, whether they're social distancing or wall signs that are saying to wash your hands or um, kind of giving the symptoms of uh, COVID and different items of that sense. Um, in regards to people going back, it affects about every industry that we operate in, um, whether it's healthcare or whether it's manufacturing, and especially is when people are going back, a lot more people are bringing out more products. People are hitting, um, as the economy is picking back up, people are buying more and um, a lot more of that, I mean, just basically is putting out more labels and. Um, in those products that are coming to market. Yeah, I think it's something that like a consumer may not always recognize, but now after they listen to this, they're, they'll start to notice like all of these labels and it'll start to accumulate and they'll think, oh yeah, like, you know, they're everywhere, but it's something that you don't necessarily notice, but it's just such a, a crucial need. So it is very interesting to hear the back end of it and where... Yeah, growing up, I mean, I never, um, I mean, you, you don't think about certain things until you see them. And when I was growing up, I never realized that any of the, I grew up in Wisconsin and um, just about every one of the poles around the entire state had a warning high voltage sign, even right across the street from my parents' house growing up. And um, even any of the transformers, either those little numbers, the little embossed bolt, I mean, anywhere you look, I'm, there's something being called out. The marking posts on the side of the road that have little dome caps. I mean, everywhere you look and turn, there's something identifying an area or an asset or um, a location. Yeah. And I mean, think about anything you do, you need instructions. And so there's your, your marker tag or, you know, your instruction where you, you got to know how to even do something so that it's everywhere. I mean, I think that these products are something that people will be more noticeable of. It's just something that is just everywhere without 
it really being a part of your life that you notice. But now it's it's really in high interest now because of COVID and we're all looking at, you know, what what are the notifications? What's everyone doing to to prevent the spread? So it is something to bring high attention to. And I think you guys are bringing so much value. And I, I can't thank you enough for joining me to share your insight. I mean, you um, are the expert at this. So I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me about the world of labeling. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. And um, there's a lot to it. But thank you very much for having me. And it was great talking with you. Yeah, if you're if you're in the labeling business, you got to be super organized. I can only imagine every your pantry must be labeled galore. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks again. I appreciate it. And so that's going to do it for this episode of Marketing Minute. Thank you again to Kyle Wagner for joining me and sharing your expertise. And thank you to all of our listeners for joining us for this episode. We certainly appreciate it. For more episodes of this podcast and to stay up to date with future episodes, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. We'll be back soon with another episode of Marketing Minute. But until then, I've been your host, Stephanie Yodi. Thanks for listening. 